Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today we are recording live here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Literally, there's actually a Facebook live video going on right now, which we'll have linked into the website show notes like we always do. Uh, but today I'm bringing back to you another powerful co-host. She's one of our regulars. She's, we try and get her on every single month. Uh, she's a powerful sports psychologist based here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania with the Mind of the Athlete team. Uh, we've had on Aaron, their sports nutritionist on regularly. We've had their founder, Jared, Dr. Jared, on as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's catch up with Megan. Megan, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Scott. So what are we catching up on? Because oh, you've been traveling, goodness. I've been traveling. I'm actually going to sit down in these wonderful leather chairs. You, uh, the, listener, the listeners, you'd be able to like, go check out the video feed. They have a very nice office here. The athletes so. we work with, that is... The recliners are a big it's very hit. nice. Yeah, I like this. We've not hung out in this office before, so and your view is nice. So. The view is wonderful. Yeah. Yes. So, you and I were just talking before we hit record, and we were like, "Oh man, what are we going to talk about?" Because I think a lot of people think that I have this show all pre-programmed, <laughs> and we don't do that. I like with my format. I like us to keep us fresh and what's going on today. And you were just bringing up that actress or, or whatever, and you were talking about something that she was doing. I mean, catch us up for our listeners on what we were just chatting about. Yeah, and so, you know, I had heard this concept about how confidence isn't a permanent habit. It's not something that just is there when you want it to be there. Ultimately, it's something that you have to do every day. And so I'm thinking, what is something that we have to, as adults, as, as pretty much humans, uh, teenagers, athletes, we need to... Put on deodorant every day. Okay. And so, if confidence is something unless that we need to do every day, and, right? Uh, unless you're, <laughs> unless it's not your thing. And so, True. whatever, whatever other habit that one would then do um, every day, you ultimately it's something you have to do every day. You have to remember to do it and constantly p- apply it, maybe even multiple times a day. And so, just like deodorant, if you don't apply it, and it's then in the middle of a game, well, you're gonna stink. Hmm. it's you know it's you're it's not going to just be there and show up for you you have to do it and mindfully do it just like confidence if in the middle of the game it's not something that you're working on and constantly doing it's not just going to show up okay and so it's something that we have to be mindful of it's something we have to practice and work on every day okay i like that so now why do we need to be focused on this every single day i mean obviously you you're the doctor here okay i'm just the host (laughs) um but is it do you feel it's essential not just for peak athletes but i mean the everyday walk of life listener who's listening to this show right now different time zones different countries um why is it so crucial confidence is so crucial because so often we're on autopilot i like this you know where we are on autopilot we're going through the motions we're going through the day and the things that ultimately stand out to us are our mistakes, the things that maybe we didn't finish, we didn't complete, you know, sometimes we get fixated on that, but we're on autopilot and don't necessarily acknowledge the different things that we do okay. and the different things that we accomplish in a day, the different like the strides things. we make, the little things. And even more than that, 
when we're not doing it every day, I mean, every day there's there, you do different things. I mean, yes, we do have our routines. We have definitely a structure. But even within that, if you're thinking, you know, of an athlete, you do different things at practice. If you're thinking of someone in the professional world, you do different things at your job or different challenges or hurdles come up every day. And so that confidence is something we need to slowly build over time but also put in a lot of different areas. Hmm. If we only have one thing that we really truly feel, whether it's like everything's our career or everything is you know, our sport or everything is our relationship or everything is this one hobby that we do, and then the day that that doesn't go well or there's maybe a, a period of time where we're just having a little bit of a rough patch, right. well, if that one thing is the sole foundation for your confidence, if that's not going super well or it sort of isn't there anymore, right? that foundation, you, it crumbles. Okay. It's, not, it's not strong. And so when we are off autopilot, we're taking moments to be mindful of it every day and applying it every day. You're looking at the small stuff, you're looking at the big stuff, but you're also looking at all the different areas of things that you accomplish and are capable of. I like this. Um, it's interesting because what she's hitting on right now before we, but when I first walked in today, I was, I was telling her about all the different stuff going on and Everything you're telling me right now, I just can't help it, but it's firing uh, an old quote in my head, which was part of my firefighting training, which was um, keeping your essay up, the situational awareness. And one of the reasons why I'm even thinking about it right now is because literally I just told her that there's a new it's movie crazy. coming out tonight. And uh, we're recording this for our podcast listeners. We're recording this on October 20th. It's a Friday. And there's a new movie pr uh, premiering in select theaters around the country called Only the Brave. And it's a story of the Granite Mountain hotshots who the 19 of the 20 hotshot wildland firefighters who I knew we served alongside of each other in Arizona um, were burned over on the Yarnell Hill fire in 2013. Um, so uh, their lives were lost. Uh, a terrible tragedy uh, as far as heroes go and definitely one of the worst losses we've had since 9-11 uh, as far as firefighters here in the U.S. of A. So they decided to make a movie about it. I'll just go ahead and say I don't have any feedback yet. I will have a initial <laughs> opinion beforehand. I may video it, and then I'll have an opinion afterwards, and we'll see if they honored their memory and honored my profession for the couple of years that I did it, and obviously my friends who are still doing it as a career to this day. But the whole essay thing, uh, when you brought this up just now, the little things, every time we stepped into a fire or just, let's say, let's say because you and I, uh, we, we drop into CrossFit wads over at uh, Rob's SYR yes. CrossFit, right? So yes. Uh, if we take all these little things for granted or we just start forgetting about the little components, that's when you start making mistakes. And, and, and for a lot of people, they're hearing this and they may be like, well, I can't focus on everything. But part of situational awareness is at least slow down enough to take into account what's going on, where are you at, what's happening right now. Um, something as simple as a workout. If you're doing a workout you've done before. But it doesn't feel right. It's not going the way it normally does. There's probably something off. Maybe it's your mental state. Maybe it's your current physical fitness at that point in time. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about that from an athletic mindset since we are, you know, sports psychology? Yeah, so. well, you know, I think you hit on something really interesting and so, so real there in that sometimes it, like confidence, you know, they seem like this big, huge thing to do and, and doing all of these things and situational awareness. And it's like, we're all so busy and overextended and have a million and one things to do. And when we're maybe at the gym, we're thinking of the next thing or when we're at the next thing, we're thinking of the following thing. And so that situational awareness is really something that we're already going through the motions. It's taking the moment to be aware, hmm. taking those couple seconds to just quiet out the other thoughts 
sort of look inward and see and and pay attention to what you're doing and be aware in that moment. So we're already going through these things. It's just taking that one extra step, but it doesn't take any more time. So is there a hack for that? I mean, obviously, it was funny. I was listening to another buddies of mine's podcast show, and he's like, I'm tired of everybody using the word hack. And admittedly, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, back in the day, if you looked at it from a technology standpoint, um, that's where kind of hacking came from, right? Where they found a way to do things differently and hopefully optimize the process and improve it. So maybe some people don't like the word hack, but I would like to use it in this situation. But is there something simple besides obviously having the mindfulness, you know, clearing the mind, that clear mind to be able to even recognize the fact mm -hmm. that we're missing the little things and yeah. missing those little pieces that will give you that foundation of confidence? Well, I think it's it's like a two a two tiered two pronged system here. And so the first is, you know, you have to allow yourself to be in the moment. And so that's if you know, if you're not being aware of what's going on, you're then not really being able to pay attention to what exactly it is you're doing or accomplishing or what it is that you're trying to pick out to build that foundation for confidence. And so a really easy thing, and I, I think it, an easy way to remember it is just checking in with your senses. And this literally could take you 25 seconds. You know, we have five senses. We have our sense of sight, smell, taste, hearing, touch. And if you for five seconds just turn on each one, you know, it's you turn on your eyes and what can you see in that immediate environment? Can you count things? Are you just noticing the color or different environments that you're in? Turn on your nose, take a deep breath, which mm. is great for you anyway. But you take five yeah, you seconds. You might want to breathe. You know, the deep breathing, you know, <laughs> breathing is helpful for the whole, you know, being alive. But, you know, take that deep breath and notice, are there any smells going on? Do you notice anything in, in that sensory? Turn on your ears, take a drink of water. See, are you, for us, in terms of touch, are you sitting somewhere hard? You know, so really turning on your experience in that moment. And then from there, just pay attention to the things that you're doing. What are some of the successes? What are some of the things you're accomplishing? It could be something as simple as paperwork that six months ago when you started a job, it took you 45 minutes to get through, and now it's taking you 30. Hmm. If you're not looking at some of those small things, I mean, you might miss that. Yeah, you didn't realize you have all these little wins along the way. Right, at that yeah. point, it's still just like, oh, like I'm not getting it through as fast as this other person or like I still have so many things to do. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Oh, man, I can think back to, well, I'm flashing back because where you're located here, <clears throat> there was two different companies that I worked in in this industrial park on the other side of the highway. Oh, okay. So one of the companies was the, my first like serious company back in 95. I'm aging myself. Uh, when I came out of <laughs> high school, it was, a, it was a call center company. And actually it was called Info NXX. I don't, I don't think they're called that anymore. They're still over here. They're called like KGB. They're, they have call centers all over the world. But anyway, coming out of high school, I took keyboarding class. This is before you know hardcore computer classing, but you had to learn how to type. And, but in the call center world, at least in that company, they they were, they were founded across from Easton High School, whatever they're in Easton, and then they we moved their their headquarters here. And I remember that in the hiring process, they evaluated your typing skills. So let's celebrate a little win like that. Like if you think way 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 back when you first started typing, and that is now an essential need for the average person these days yeah. right like we all yeah. take our computers for granted but back in the day like i learned to type on a on a word processor not even a computer then the computers in school then you know come out of school and luckily i took that keyboarding class because they had a speed and efficiency evaluation they had software that would evaluate the speed of your keyboard technique the accuracy of the keystrokes uh, because they were the kind of call center where it was an inbound call center 
and you have to keep it uh, how fast these calls get turned around. Are you servicing the customer quickly, getting them off the phone quickly? Are you efficient? So obviously the better you are at simply using a keyboard was right. a huge skill set. And let's fast forward. That's, that's 1995 and we're recording <laughs> this in 2017. And it's like, as you're telling me this, I totally forgot about one of those simple wins that as I advanced in my career, my, my typing got pretty solid. I mean, I just take it for granted now. I don't even think about it. Right? You just do it so yeah. incredibly automatically. Yeah, remember in like school, they taught you what home row was? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, so there was this, I remember this computer program and I could be aging myself too, but it was called Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing. Hmm. And it was this computer game that I remember playing throughout, I think like middle school and elementary school. And you would type and there were different games. Like you would be driving and have to type sentences. And if you would get words wrong, bugs would splat on your windshield. Oh, dear Lord. And then, um, I know, it was so funny. It was funny. interactive. That and sounds how, fun. Yeah, and then however quick you were typing was how fast you were getting through the, like, race or, you oh, know, whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they had all different little activities. It sounds way better to learn on than what you I know, used. You know, it didn't yeah. suck. I just, like, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that I think anybody kind of around, like, my age cohort, you just say, like, Mavis Beacons teaches, teaches typing. It's like, yeah, well, that's how I learned how to type. I don't know. See, <laughs> I mean, just the shout out to my our listeners or people watching on the video that are, I just turned 40 last month, so I'm in, I'm in the 40 now, yay. Uh, which actually, the 30s were epic, so I'm totally gonna fire up the 40s. But uh, the, the everybody I talked to, if they went to school in the 90s, they were like, oh man, it was um, it was the Tandy 1000 was the name of the computer that you learned on. And I remember like having to learn to type, and then it was like, um, you'd learn to write a simple program, like C spot run, and it was a whole thing. And you got it to like spit across the screen, all up the screen. And this is back before color monitors. This was like a monochrome monitor. I sound like I'm old as hell right now. Um, <laughs> Taking a, a walk through time. Yeah. So, but the point is, like, we take those little things that have happened over the years for granted. Yeah, and I could totally tie this back to athletics. I mean, something else is popping in my head was back in, when I was in high school, I was not highly athletic uh, until I got into martial arts. But, like, I was. I remember track class. I would not look forward to track class. My lungs would burn when I would run around a track. Uh, the day they pull hurdles out, are you kidding me, dude? I was like eating. I mean, I'm tall, but I would still crack my knees on a hurdle because your timing was off. You didn't know how to you know, hit that hurdle yep. with the right timing, the right pace until you put in the reps. Mm -hmm. And you got better at it. Yep. So I'm sure you guys tie this back to your athletic oh, so mindset You know, it's so funny. I even had – I was having a conversation the other day, and it was um, – just someone that she knew I'm a sports psychologist and we were just talking and about that in general. And she was talking and going through a journey from, she didn't really run. She started by doing a 5k. Okay. And so she trained for a 5k and now she was about to do her second half marathon. Cool. And so she has really progressed. And one of the things we were talking about was, or I had put it in one of my videos that I do on Monday. And so she had watched it, which prompted this conversation and she said, you know, I, I, in the video, I was mentioning how we sometimes are so focused on, you know, where we're going or we're just not there yet. We for, forget to notice where we've come from. And she was like, now I'm so concerned. And I found myself so caught up with my time, this second half marathon in comparison to my first and what I, my goal, what I want to go. Sure. That I forget that, you know, a year and a half ago, I couldn't even run a 5K. Yeah. And she's like, and so, you know, my goal is to run a marathon, but like. I'm just now at this point doing this and I've come so far in a year and a half, you know, it's not a tremendous amount of time. And so she, you know, it's just something that we just forget. And so athletically it, it's so important and impactful, um, especially. So you're saying follow the process of starting with a process. 5k and then move your way up. I mean, cause you know, my running back story, 
did not do that. You just dove in. <laughs> Went right for the marathon. Okay. Not recommended. Wow. Wow, Not Scott, that is recommended. <laughs> that's aggressive. Well, yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a jackass that way sometimes. This is not a, this is not a self promotion. I'm telling a... you, I jacked myself up training that this way. It's a public service announcement. Yeah, at so this please point. do not just go from no running to oh. training for a marathon. Oh Might not go that well. How? What was the time frame on this, by the way? Well, so 2000, <laughs> quick backstory on that. This is fun. See, I, I love being transparent. I, hold, I don't a, hold anything back. I, um, this is fascinating. I think it was 2007. Okay. Shout out to my boy, John Babb from Lehigh University. Uh, he's literally former football player, rugby player, like 6'5", hands that could you know cover your head. <laughs> he's a small and guy. And he's a computer programmer. No, he's just a big dude. I mean, he was saying his hands are huge. Um, but he played rugby, so big dude, right? And then I noticed he's always running. He's, he's, you know, did a lot of rugby playing here in the Valley. And, uh, he's fine. I find out he's training for the Marine Corps people's marathon in Washington, DC. And I'm like, well, this is cool. I got to go down and support you. So I, I went down with our friends. We're all cheering him along. We're, we're moving through the subway stops. Cause you, they run you through be- all of DC Isn't that this weekend. Uh, this is that time of year. I, I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. Okay. One of my, one of my fellow camp counselors from running camp, um, shout out to Lara from Camp Runabout. Okay. Um, she is running that this weekend. Well, there you go. <laughs> so she probably trained better than I did. Um, but I went down there and my competitive mindset, you you understand mindset. It's like I'm standing there and I'm like, um, and part of this backstory was so powerful was one of his college friends had actually passed away. Okay. Um, due to whether it's documented officially or not, a hospital mistake, something to do with his brain. Wow. He did not survive. And I think this was back in college. It was one of his college roommates or friends. So wow. left a major impact on him. Um, and so his, that, that kid's brother and a lot, and actually his family members were all running in this, in this race. And John was running with them. they were all had custom shirts done in his memory and to raise awareness. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. I was so like just stand on the sidelines. I'm like, I'm not a sidelines guy. I got to figure this out. So he said, well, listen, if you, he's like, we're probably going to come back and do it again next year. And I was like, I'm in. And then I didn't train. So, <laughs> so, uh, I figured, well, I, at the time I'm teaching spinning, I'm teaching spinning like four or five days a week at six o'clock in the morning. I'm on my bike all the time. So I'm fit, but I underestimated the impact of running on <laughs> asphalt and concrete on your legs. So yeah. he's out doing his training runs. He's like, hey, man, you got to stop being busy and stop going on your bike and come out and run with me because we have a marathon coming up. Wow. So I fibbed to him. Don't fib to your coach or your doctor. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I put in a couple of miles the other day. And I was here and there, but not at the level that I should have been. And now we're three <laughs> months out. Oh, no. So have you done a marathon yet? No. No, no that's right. No, so, no. Average book that you read on running tells you to take six months to prepare for a marathon. I don't know if that's still the way today, but that's what I, that's the book that I read from Runner's World or I don't know, one of those. So anyway, I, I skipped that. I was like, oh, I've, I've been biking, so I'll cut that in half. Three months out, and John's like, listen, we're going to go out and do like a 10-miler a, a today. He's like, are you ready? I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> Was not ready. <laughs> My Ooh. IT band got all jacked up. And oh, then this is what fun. fast forward helped me find the love of chiropractic care and therapeutic recovery and electro stim and all that fun stuff that I, I believe in to this day because I messed my IT band up. 
I kept trying to train, kept trying to push through because I was not going to miss this race. Again, not intelligent. If you injure yourself, let yourself heal and recover. And then yes. I, uh, after the Cairo guy worked on me, got me back, boom, and we went and did that race. And it sucked. I mean, let's just be real. It's a marathon. It's 26.2 miles. And you're running through Washington, D.C., which is cool for the first like half of it. And then you're just running on asphalt and concrete. And most of my running, I was smart. I would run on dirt or uh, I'd run at the track at, at Lehigh University or, okay. you know, I would not be on asphalt and concrete. And right. I underestimated that impact on your joints and your muscle tissue mm -hmm. and everything else. So I finished the race. So I don't, I don't not finish. So there's that, <laughs> there's that mindset piece. But uh, yeah. I think we ended up running it in a 445. And again, he's a big dude, and I have I'm, I have no running background, so I took that as a win, and then I never did a marathon again. <laughs> well, you know, and speaking yeah. here, speaking of being transparent, a total admission from the sports psychologist is like a marathon to me, like mentally, like I don't know if I could do that. It yeah. just seems just like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for that long of a time. And so even with like my half marathon, it was a, a Spartan. You know, it was like one yeah. of the, it's like, because yeah, at we've least, done it, yep, and we've so got... it was the, the super, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it breaks it up. You're running, you're covering a significant distance. Yeah, I really I think. enjoyed my super this year yeah. up at Blue Mountain. Like, it was great. It was, there's so much fun. Aggressive terrain. 26? Yeah. No. 26 um, of straight running. And I've done halves after that. So I went from the marathon to doing halves. And then it was funny because then like two years later, I went and did a 5K. Well, I'm like, why am I doing a 5K? <laughs> I've done halves. I've done fulls. I even did a, a Ragnar, the 200-mile relay. I've done two of those. Done that so much out fun. in Arizona. Oh, you did Arizona? Yeah, with my fire buddies. Nice. Yeah. I did Boston to Cape Cod and then one in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So another weird running event. Uh, very mentally taxing. <gasps> yeah, because exhausting. It's like, it's like hardcore interval training. Like your mindset, like we're talking about this, right? Yeah. Again, this totally ties everything we're talking about because, again, I don't run like as much as I used to. And people are like, oh, you're not a runner. And I was like, well, I was because I've done a marathon. I've done at least five or six half marathons. I've done mm -hmm. Ragnars. I do Tough Mudders now. I do OCR racing. I do the Spartans. So it's like, I can run. Yeah. <laughs> because I've already developed the mindset. I went right for the marathon from the beginning, which again, not recommended. <laughs> Way to set that bar. <laughs> but the mindset was like advanced so exponentially yeah. that I'm like, yeah. okay, I could suck it up for 26 miles for four hours and 45 minutes or 4.44. I think it was 4.44. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a life-changing experience. And I think we underestimate that. That's why I highly recommend people going to events or getting themselves committed to things like this because like, it goes back to your point we got to put in these reps and mm -hmm. we have to start building that foundation of confidence. And then I'm not saying you got to show off your medals and stuff, but maybe you hang them on the wall or something. So it reminds you mm -hmm. what you've accomplished and what you've done. But yep. isn't there, isn't there a negative side effect to that too? Because let's say you got these people where it's been a couple years since I've done a race. Maybe somebody put a few pounds on, Maybe somebody's feeling a little depressed because they're not where they were four or five years ago. That's another side effect, right? I mean, so is there pros or cons to hanging that stuff up, up on the wall and then looking back years ago and it's like, man, I don't do that anymore. I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? And that all, I think it, it depends on how we cognitively frame or reframe that. And so you can see them and have it be this like, oh, well, I'm not there anymore versus, wow, like my body was capable of doing that it would totally be capable of doing that again. So you can seek that motivation from it. Or maybe it's a fond memory that you have and maybe due to an injury or just due to lifestyle, all these things, like you're just not able to do it anymore. Right. But it is something that you accomplished and you can show off and be proud of in the sense of, yeah, I did that. 
Okay. You know, these are the things that in terms of my life story and the, the blocks that build you, they're things that you've accomplished. And so um, a lot of times when we, I think we so often feel like we have no control over our thoughts, but we really, I always really like empowering the athletes that I work with and my clients that, you know, we, we do have that control. It's just our ability to turn it on and it's more difficult. It's a little bit, it, it takes more effort, you know, I mean, it, yeah, you know, it's not necess- it's not as easy as the way that our brain tries to pull us, but we can choose. And I know we've talked about this before of choosing that more positive perspective and approach. And if that's something that, you know, if you're seeing them and it's making you upset, it's looking inward of like what, you know, what what about these metals or what about it? Like what am I missing? What 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 is that? You know, cuz it's it's our body's way of communicating, you know, emotionally like, "Hey, mm. like this yeah, Something's not right here. We've definitely talked about that before because I think that was something powerful to me that I didn't realize. Like, I guess we just take it for granted that, oh, like, for example, Olympic athletes or, um, you know, uh, like these different uh, adrenaline junkie games uh, that are like kind of runner ups to Olympic Olympic level or even just college athletes or high school athletes. And you and I have talked about that before on episodes where when they get out of their sport or maybe they've gone on to college and they're not competing competitively or when they graduate college, they're no longer competing competitively. They never went mm-hmm. pro and they're do- doing a career or something like that. There's a whole mindset shift there, right? I mean, that's a complete, yep. like, oh, I'm not who I used to be, right? Yep. And that's a personality shift. It's a big, and that that's why, you know, going back to one of the things we were talking about in the beginning, having multiple sources for confidence yes. is so important so important we need to have our confidence based on a variety of things for a couple different reasons first off if our confidence is solely based on one thing Mm -hmm. well that puts so much thing on pressure on that thing because now it is the thing and it's pedestaled secondly sometimes we're putting that pillar that one focus of confidence on things we can't control and so maybe it's a relationship. Hmm. And now that, oh man, you know, like now that I'm not dating that person or if, you know, our marriage broke up, like now, like I'm not a human anymore. You know, like now I'm, that was that identity, that confidence was so firm in that and nothing else. Or maybe it is with your sport and then you become a senior, you graduate, or maybe you even get injured in the journey or a certain career, get fired, business closes. What you're talking about, I actually, I think this connects back to your teammate, uh, Dr. Julie. Uh, because I remember her when we recorded outside of Lafayette College for an, for her episode, and I remember her talking about she deals deals a lot with um what is the team that she coaches there is it she, there's like is there a volleyball team or I don't know anyway or she works with not coaching, yep she works with say. a couple of the teams but over. she talks a lot about romance when you're in universities and how some peak athletes or some athletes. Right. There's only one. There's there's two things you are focusing on school. If you're an athlete, it's your sports and obviously your education. Then you add in the romantic component. And Mm -hmm. now you got three things to focus on. So and obviously then there's people that are mentally affected uh, when they go through a breakup and they lose that. Like you said, one of those pieces of your foundation. And it's like, okay, well, what I'm hearing from you is one of the reasons why we build diversity into our lives is that you have these other areas to fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I, we've talked about this before, but I mean, I studied psychology, not at your level, <laughs> at DeSales University. And one of the things I learned there was, and I forget exactly how we called it, but 
I use it in a lot of my coaching to this day. I talk about how we have, depending on who you are, let's say it's anywhere from five to seven. I usually average out and say there's six domains that we're focusing on in life, right? So I, I tell people picture a like a zero access line and picture a power curve, right? And each domain is lined up on there. And let's say everything is perfect and average. You just everybody starts at a zero access. But then as life progresses, maybe when you're in college, your focus, you have education moving up as one of your domains. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe romance drops below, right? It's like, okay, not a top priority. Maybe even it doesn't even exist on the radar. So your love life is not even on the radar. So we'll drop below zero. Uh, your family may drop below zero because you're gone in a way at school. Um, but your your mental ability, besides your education, but the, the mental capacity, that's increasing. And if you are an athlete, great, your athletics are increasing. And then, oh, maybe you're starting a in-school like co-op program with a company. So great, your career is starting to grow as well. So all these different domains. And mm-hmm. one of the things I learned was they said, it's virtually impossible to balance and ensure that all six of those domains are just crushing it all yeah. the time. So they said, the goal is, let's say if you have six, and let's say three are up and three are down, if you can move them to more of an average, great. But just understand the fact that you're never going to have all six firing on, mm-hmm. on on all the cylinders, so to speak. Right. I mean, I don't know if you ever studied it that way, but that's yeah. something that I really helped well, visually. It's, it's a me. great visualization of in terms of, you know, don't focus on the ones that are in that lower below zero accept it it's okay it's right like you know and and sometimes those things that are below zero even though it might be you know not even the majority take the majority of the focus and um you know something in in terms of a a visualization that i think is in line with this and these are great exercises for you guys to do at home i think this is so helpful um but am i doing okay i think no i think that's amazing in my head i'm like Okay, Scott, I like where you're going with this. I might be doing that later um, with some of my clients. But, um, you know, something that I, I do do with my clients because the, the majority of people that we work with in here are athletes, whether they're collegiate athletes, high school athletes, and then we even have the adult athlete in terms of triathletes, marathoners, you know, oh, yeah. those, those individuals and those mentally grueling, very long competitions and, and races. But something I'll do is I'll have them draw six. 12 circles on a piece of paper and they don't have to be the same size it's whatever but just big enough for you to write something in and then in one of the circles I have them write whatever sport they're doing and so if it's swimmer track basketball football goes in that circle and then for the majority of the athletes I work with it's another one student sure and so then it's all right let's sit here for a little while and just think and identify for you know want you to think um what are some of the roles other roles, other things that you do, other other areas in your life. And so whether it's, you know, a, a sibling, a child, a um, friend, but then also big it's like... Big sister program, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that's a focus you're doing. A hiker, a cyclist, yeah. an artist, a baker. You know, I mean, all these things that they're different roles, different hobbies, maybe one plays an instrument that, that are then there. And so then what I'll have them do is I'll take their hand or have them take their hand and, and place it over the sport. And we talk about all of the other areas and like, you know, ultimately it's you internally that has I call it like just kind of joking around like the awesome sauce, you know, like you have it internally, like it's there. And right now your sport or your career or through your role as a friend, your role in a business and a family, like that's just one of the ways that you are 
release in that awesome sauce. But if that one way wasn't there, or maybe in a couple years you choose to replace it with something else, like maybe now you swim, right? I mean, over time we, we change and evolve. And so maybe instead of swimming, you now want to get a little bit more into cycling. And so boom, boom. Okay. I talk about this a lot for, um, you and I had an episode on the whole seasonal disorder thing, right? Just make a CD. Yeah, I mean, let's just make a movie. It's a whole compilation. <laughs> compilation uh, she, I told you, she's a regular co-host. We talk a lot. We do. Um, see each but other at Whole Foods. It, it's <laughs> the whole seasonal disorder, the seasonal sports shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. spent, I spent years coaching and working with the ski race team at Camelback. So you got kids coming in every single year. And obviously, they're going to hardcore focus on ski racing for the winter season, but they're doing other sports throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Most of them, not all of them, but, you know, obviously. And then the ski season sometimes gets sh- cut short depending on which sport is coming into season right. in the spring, right? Yep, so, yep. and you work with so many athletes, you know what it's like. Yep. So, there's a whole <laughs> mental shift there. Yes, and that, that I do love the athletes, the kids that do have multiple sports, as long as they don't get stressed out by it. But I like the fact that they can flip that switch and reappropriate those mm-hmm. strengths and that psychological strength into that new domain, that mm-hmm. new sport that they're going to focus yeah, on. Absolutely. And then even, you know, that a step further, like in addition to um, a little bit off what we're talking about, but still related in the same way is that if we are only ever doing one thing or if, you know, in those those specialized non multi-sport athletes, you just do the same thing all the time. Yeah. You just burn out. That's a good point. Like I, I used to say I get bored um, <laughs> because you know, this is a great point we're, we're digging into because I'll, I'll get a little more. I used to feel very weird because I felt I was I would joke around like you're the remember the old term jack of all trades. Yes. Were you the Scott? Of I all was trades? the Scott of all trades. Like, <laughs> I was just I was willing to try anything. And I looked at that as a lack of direction in life because when most of my high school friends that I, you know, my first high school job and they're going to, I had friends from Wilson high school, Easton high school, Nazareth, you know, besides me going to Panarjal again, I'm just referring to schools that are local here, but I felt that, okay, I was not in your traditional path. Like everybody's got the college prep program and everybody knows where they're going to go. I don't know what the hell I was going to do in my life. I'm like, okay, well I'm a farm kid. Uh, I tried some high school sports, didn't work out. So I went into martial arts, did that. Then I'm like working two different jobs while I'm in school. Then I went to a technical school with like one of the Votex, studied microelectronics technology instead of doing, you know, the college prep course path. But then I had a trade, I had a skill. Mm-hmm. So that boosted my confidence. And then when my friends like, oh, we're going to Penn State, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I want to go to college now. And that's what took me down the college path. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's important for us to realize that it's okay to have multiple hats or be the yeah. the jack or the scott of all trades because over the years, I, I think I, I took it for granted for a few years. But when I left to go do the firefighting, that was the only thing that I was doing for those six months. But during those six months, I was capable to do wear multiple hats in that role because mm-hmm. – my squad bosses realized that I was really good on the computers. So next thing you know, like on my second year as a rookie, they call it a snookies. Yeah, first year you're a rookie, second year <laughs> you're a snookie. You're still you're still a rookie. So um, you still have a lot to That's learn. So funny. So and when I was a snookie, they're like, "Hey, Scott, we're gonna pull you in the office and get some admin work done." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Well, you're really good on the computers. Just go ahead and build that out." I was building spreadsheets for them, and everything else, because I did that in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I finally found a way to bring my other strengths forth. But as a rookie, you don't. You just sit there and dig in the dirt, fight the fire, and don't 
but then they would notice like, hey, I think you have this, I think you have that. They started noticing my other strengths. And I think it's just powerful because I think a lot of people don't realize that it's okay to keep learning mm-hmm. new skill sets. Don't get bored. Don't get burnt out. Um, I think that's how this conversation started because we were joking around about like, well, what if let's say the podcast, the podcast is only a year old. So <laughs> yep. well, let's say it just, it, it fizzles out. Well, as long as podcasting still blowing up, which it is, I may just launch maybe a whole new show one day. Mm-hmm. I can keep, I can realign that uh, yep. because I've now have the confidence of building a show that keeps growing. I'm like, well, maybe I'll launch another show. Mm-hmm. Maybe I help somebody else launch a show. That's a new skill now. Literally last night I was on the, on a webinar for an hour with a guy who's been on the show because he now wants to launch his own podcast. So I was wow. giving him a whole coaching and showing him how I do. I was doing screen sharing. I'm showing him all my stuff. When I, when I finished that call, his mind was blown. He's like, I had no idea you could do all this different stuff. But I'm like, I'm teaching him how to do custom domain emails and how to do a better job on YouTube. Like it was hilarious. And I warned him, I'm like, you're going down a rabbit hole and I'm going to blow your mind. But that's what he wanted. And yeah. he's, I said, listen, are you going to leave here able to take action and get your show launched? And he said, I was like, because I feel like I overwhelmed you and I warned you of that. And he said, no, that's exactly what I needed. He's like, because I needed to see that there's so much more capable capabilities out there mm-hmm. and so much more stuff for me to do. So he's like, if anything, he's like, it's going to make me take action sooner because now I know I have this much more stuff that I need to put in place. Wow. And he's like, if I keep procrastinating, I'll never get there. He's like, I've been procrastinating long enough. And from what you just showed me, I have a lot more to do. So at first I thought I was overwhelming him with all the different hats and skills that I've learned over the year of launching this show. But what he took out of it was, wow, this is all the stuff that I'm going to learn. And I need to start learning now so I don't procrastinate any further. So I was like, wow, okay, that worked out. (laughs) Yeah, talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what, I think you you probably tell this to a lot of your athletes, right? Like they're probably worried about going into the professional world and leaving the college life. And it's like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, I got to build a career now. And it's like, dude, your career never stops. Like I never expected to become more entrepreneurial focused when I was younger. And now I'm more entrepreneurial focused. You don't know how it's going to go. You never know. And that's the crazy thing, you know, about life and about, you know, like you were saying, it's just developing skills and competencies and things over time because you never know when they're going to pop up. I mean, here, are you ready for this to like become full circle? We were right in the I beginning. Full circles. Ready, right for this. We were right in the beginning talking about how we learned how to type, yeah. which then like jump forward in life, you know, building spreadsheets, yeah. you know, that you did in the corporate world and then in, through firefighting. And so, you know, we never know when these different skills and things are going to pop up. We also, sometimes need to challenge ourselves to even demonstrate what we're capable of and sometimes it takes learning something else or even you know going to that next level or step up in something you currently do and so we have the opportunity as humans to grow and expand and sometimes we can control the direction of that skill or thing that we learn and other times we can't necessarily control it you know whether it's you just have to take a job or maybe your job gets changed and your roles are different or there's a family situation going on that you're placed in that you didn't really expect or choose Hmm. to have and so you know even in some of those roles that um, or responsibilities that fall upon us that we don't necessarily choose there still is 
an ability to gain some type of skill and confidence then from it. Take out the things that you can control, which is like, yeah, I mean, the situation sucked. I didn't really like the fact that I'm going to be that I was in it or had to go through it. But now I know that I'm capable of fill in the blank, Hmm. you know, and so whether it's those things we can control, whether it's uncontrollables, positives, negatives, there's things that if we turn ourselves off from autopilot, we can really just check in with ourselves and build confidence in all of those different areas over time and just build a very strong foundation in our overall view of ourself. I love this. So for our people watching and also the people that are going to be listening when this podcast goes live, um, there's obviously been a lot of nuggets and knowledge here that we've dropped today and uh, maybe some new things for you to play with the whole uh, zero access uh, bar graph thing. I'm just picturing graphs in my head right now. But (laughs) the takeaway is like, what are some of the simple hacks that I'm going to bring us back again, another full circle to the hack piece is people hearing this. Okay, we're talking about confidence. We're talking about reassuring yourself that the foundation is there. You just have to remind Mm -hmm. yourself of those things. Is there little simple things that we should be doing or we can easily do? Besides the whole take a deep breath thing, which is important. We got to breathe. So, Yep, we got to breathe and turn it on. But something that I really love, and it's one thing, it, it takes less than five minutes a day, maybe maybe even less than a minute. We all, at this point in 2017, have phones. Mm-hmm. And so on your phone, you set up a notepad. Or if you know you want to be like, could so- we call it the deodorant notepad? Like, you, you know, know like, it right? could, it, you I'm know- i call it, a file called deodorant. Make the deodorant <laughs> file. I love this, absolutely, yeah. right? You have your deodorant file on your phone. Or if you know you want to be that type of more antique person and like write it down on a piece of paper. Um, For the either, tech savvy Either people. way, either way. Every iPhone, every smartphone comes with a Notepad app, or I highly recommend the Evernote app because Evernote will sync across all your devices, including your laptops. So there's another little hack for you when you create your deodorant uh, file. See, because then once you put it in one place, I'll have it everywhere. All the places. So keep yep. going, keep going. And so every day, end of the day, beginning of the day, middle of the day, whenever it fits in for you, think about the last 24 hours. Write down three things that you did well. And when I say three things, I mean a base level of three things. And so maybe you just had an amazing day in your world. It was one of those days that you were just on and you can think of 10 things. Amazing. Write 10 things. But yeah, at least have to write three. Okay. Because even on the crappiest of crappy days, we can, in those tw- that you know 12-hour, 18-hour period that we're awake, there are things that go well. And even if it's, I paid attention to how much water I was drinking today. Even though I wasn't able to get done everything that I was able to get done, the stuff I did get done, it was actually really good, and I know I'm not going to have to repeat it or adjust Mm. it. Like, I I, I did it well. This new interaction, this new person I met, like, oh, I kind of don't really like get anxious in social situations, but I was able to keep that conversation going. It wasn't too bad. They seemed interested. Like, I I think it was a, a good back and forth and so you can identify those big little things you write them down at least three things and then not only are you taking that moment where you're off autopilot you're not necessarily dependent on having to do it throughout the day but then if you're having a day that it's just and we all have these days no matter you know you just have those days we're a little bit down on ourselves it's just not a good day maybe it's rainy outside and cold winter Um, but you know you now have this list of three things a day for however long you've been doing this of that foundation and you can go back to that you can go back to it and you can read it and you can look over some of the things that in the past week month year years 
that you've done hmm. and that you're you're just spending you know what less i like than is five um, minutes a day we could take this to the next level i tell people all the time that social media is a powerful platform when used for good like we're doing right now so the one thing that i love is as long as facebook keeps doing this is facebook started doing the whole throwback thing right right like, hey, like you this did time this. last year three right. years yeah so why not I love being transparent. You take those top three or top 10, whatever that list, and you th- you post it. Say, hey, the, you know what? I'm just reflecting because one of the things is people do look at your posts. People do follow. And I truly believe that we all have the power to share positive, motivational, inspirational content. There's too many people just dumping their negative thoughts. So why not take that out there? And here's the mm-hmm. cool thing then. Then you post your top three things, and then you forget about them. And then maybe you're not going back into your little app, your deodorant page. And then all of a sudden your deodorant post pops up on Facebook a year from now. And maybe you're having a bad day that day. But Facebook just showed you a post from one year ago showing yep. your top three positive things on your deodorant list. <laughs> on your de- on your deodorant yeah, list. Yeah, exactly, yep. right? So yeah. um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Top three things past 24 hours. Um, I think we should have a fun exercise. Let's just We'll just go and share. Okay. We should share. Like so it. we got to set an example. And so let's see, yesterday I was down near Maryland. It was a two hour and 20 minute drive to do a marketing event. My biggest contract is I do sales and marketing and business development for the uh, sales rep firm. Shout out to physics with an F and, uh, and which I'll be doing when I leave here up in Stroudsburg. Uh, but we were, do- we were doing training and education for the, uh, the professional HVAC industry contractors. We take all of our air conditioning for granted. Um, anyway, so I was doing a training event there. And I was like, you know what, while I'm here, I'm trying to grow her social media content. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to do a Facebook Live. And I've never done a Facebook Live from her Facebook page. And I help manage it for her. I'm like, hey, let's do that. I do it for Live the Fuel. Let's do it for them. So we added that in. So I thought that was a good win, not just for me, but really for her and for the whole full circle what of what doing. we do. And then uh, last, I'm, I'm doing 24 hours up to this point. So then we're going to go on a video theme here. So then uh, did obviously the webinar and the video content for that gentleman who was on my show. Shout out to Tom Zames. Um, he's a big energy and vibrations guy. And uh, it gave him that whole education. Never expected to even take the call into a coaching side of it. I was just going to show him how I do the podcast. And then it just kept going. So it was like a lot of extra value. And I had fun with that. I didn't realize I was going to have fun with that call. And then last night, my fiance was her... They decided to have a five-year anniversary party to recognize their customers. So their oh. business is called All Points Equine. They're horse vet doctors, and she's also a chiropractic doctor for animals. And it was up at the uh, Eight Oaks Distillery. I don't know if you know them. Oh, yes, so, yeah, I do. I she, do. she, uh, one of the what's her name? She, I'm blank. Sorry if she sees this, um, but she works out at SYR CrossFit as well. But we had a private party up there. I did a whole time lapse video while we're there. So I had the tripod set up and you just see everybody buzzing around all night long. So we just had a lot of fun. So it was just, I saw that as giving value to other people over the past 24 hours. And that makes me feel good. I mean, in the end, it's obviously helping me grow myself and my skill sets and my brand. But it was just like, man, like past 24 hours, I didn't realize I did that much video work. And now obviously we're doing video again. So clearly I'm on a, I'm on so a video thing, thing going here. So even though we're recording audio for the podcast world, but I believe in double <laughs> dipping 
And some people are visual learners this is true. versus auditory learners. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What was your top three? Let's see. The top three in 24 hours. Well, I'm going to go a little over 24 hours and count like Thursday morning. Cool. Um, being this is Friday that we're doing this for anybody listening yeah. to the podcast. Um, I had a good run. You know, it was one of those mornings that I woke up. Running. I'm not a cold weather person and it was a little bit chilly, kind of early. But I like pushed myself out the door with little extra layers on and it just felt really good. Okay. You know, and so I, I, I push through that barrier, which sometimes, admittedly, I'm not successful and literally, in pushing through that barrier. In, you already start sweating, you're warmed up, and, and you're like, okay, you know, that wasn't I'm looking that at bad. trees yeah. and, you know, taking in the, the night, like, admittedly, like, kind of nice, crisp fall morning air. And I'm like, all right, this doesn't, like, suck that bad. And then yeah. at the end, you feel great. And so good good run in the morning and, and really, ultimately, the, the bar- pushing through the barrier, I think, was, was the win for, for me. Um, secondly, it was then we had a, a meeting here at Mind of the Athlete and I think we had a really positive meeting and I think, um, for all of us, you know, we are, it's a growing company and so it's, it's, we're always learning new things and, um, so I think being able to take away some things from our meeting and it was just, you know, it's, it's positive to be able to do that and just see, wow, you know, after this hour and a half, I feel like as a professional, I've, I've grown more than, you know, I was an hour and a half ago. And so it's, you know, a growing company and so it's, it's really, really cool to see that development and then, um, I have a friend coming into town and I accomplished all of the things that I had on my to-do list. Wow. Before they've come into before. town. Before. I mean, admittedly, after this, I have a client and then I do have um, three errands I have to run. There you go. But I did it. And it was just, you know, you see the and list you fe- of things you have to do. it feels easier already. Like, yeah. the day just started. Was, We're recording this literally. It's it's now 9.30 yeah. in the morning. So we still have our whole day yeah. of, of, <laughs> of, is, of work and yeah. fun or whatever ahead of us. It's yep. awesome. So It is. And, you know, I mean, focus is admittedly, like, not the strongest thing in my world. And so I was like, I focused. I got it all done. And so. I love that. So those three things. Sweet. Yeah. See that we just we just demonstrated that that simple exercise for our deodorant list. And, and now um, a year from now, when this pops up on Facebook, it's yeah. hey, remember last year that you well, were we watching did a Facebook in, Live video in this office yeah. and the nice views, and yeah. we were talking about this and very comfortable there we leather go. chairs, and very comfy chairs. Nice. So yes, um, I'm jealous of your furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you're obviously the regular co-host on the show. Uh, we do have to bring this to close so you can get ready for your client who comes in. So. Yeah. Um, Besides that fun exercise we just did, we always close out with the final words. So what is a new all-encompassing messaging that's going on, maybe going into this weekend or something that's, that you, you know, want to leave behind for our I'm listeners? Gonna, I'm going to just bring this full circle and just say what I said in the beginning, you know, because I think it, it can't be said enough. It's that important because sometimes we're just so busy, we don't think about it, and there's so much going on that we we just don't check in. Okay. But really, confidence is like deodorant. It is something that we have to apply every day. And if we are aware of it, we take exercise of that, that control to be aware, we are able to see all of the areas that we're growing and excelling at, baby steps, big steps, teeny tiny steps, mm-hmm. um, every day throughout the course of overtime. I love it. So here you guys go, man. This is why we love Mind of the Athlete. Their team is awesome. So uh, again, to our video feed, keep hanging out. We'll close it out here in a second. To our podcast listeners, guys, confidence is like deodorant. We got to put it on every day. Even if you are a little <laughs> bit of a you know tree crunchy person, you might put it on maybe once a week, but try putting it on every day. <laughs> maybe even multiple times a day. <laughs> for, for those, yeah, depending those, on who those, you are. Yeah. <laughs> so again, guys, to our listeners, 
That's another wonderful and powerful Live the Fuel episode. Check them out at mindoftheathlete.com. Dr. Megan's on there. Aaron, our other regular co-host, the sports nutritionist, is on there. Jared, the whole team. You can keep in touch with them on Facebook and social media. He's got stuff. His book is awesome, by the way, so make sure you pick that up as well. We'll have all this stuff linked in the show notes like we always do. But again, Dr. Megan, thank you for the time this morning. We love bringing you back onto the show. Our listeners appreciate you and your knowledge. Thank you for having me. It's always so much fun. I look forward to next time. Awesome. So again, to our listeners, that's another episode. We got to get back to the day. So remember this, like we tell you every single time, keep living a fired up epic life. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, 
this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.